Hello and welcome to the podcast, We Are Selling, brought to you by Realtear. Today we are discussing one of the most essential topics of your real estate career, and that is how you keep business flowing into the future. Listing Streams is going to be done by one of our top agents in the country, writing in excess of $4 million in fees, no matter which brand he is with. Please welcome to our audio, Tristan Rowland from Stone Real Estate in Queensland. Tristan, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me, Lee. What, what an intro. I've got to live up to that now. <laughs> well, what a great year last year was for you in results. How was the year? Uh, yeah, it's a, a challenging one. Uh, I guess at a personal business point of view, we our office got destroyed by the flood. Um, I ended up tearing all my tendons and both my elbows at one point, uh, thanks to um, trying to save well saving a house from flooding because the um, water nearly came in there as well, filling up. Uh, so Queensland, right? Sunny one day, apocalypse the next. Um, and um, uh, yeah, a lot of different things got a staph infection. My old man nearly died. So usual stuff, you know. But I think we kept it off with a third degree burn, which stopped me from flying down for the Stone Awards in Sydney, which was a bit frustrating. But you know, things always happen, you know. And the great, great, great advice I got from the boss once was. Crap's always going to hit you. It's just how you handle it that really defines you from everybody else. Uh, but, you know, every time I hear someone get angry at um, uh, Coles about paying 15 cents for a shopping bag, I always joke to them, just go down to the um, Queensland Children's Hospital and tell the little kid, kid in the cancer ward that your day's ruined because you've got a 15 cent shopping bag. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll swap seats. So someone's always got to worse than you. But, you know, it, it, as, it, as I think you said just before Christmas, you know, it makes you match fit. If you can survive a year like that and do what we did with all that hitting us, uh, we've had a pretty good run of luck, yeah. You know, before that, yeah. Well, got that out of the way now. We and we jokingly have a sign in our office at the moment. You know, thirty days without incident, because <laughs> it feels like that is it's like the start of the Simpsons, you know. Um, but you know, it, it, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, so I feel a bit like the Hulk after last year, but we're just really focused now on getting back into things, and yeah, is what it is. Well, you were definitely protected by your incredible career to date and a challenging year that you went through. But take us into listing streams. What have you prepared for us today where people listening to this could go, I understand what a listing stream, but more important, what you've done with the layering? Because I think a lot of people, Tristan, think, just give me one quick hit and I, I, I want to get a result out of that, or I tried it once and it didn't work. That's not, things work. It's can you get it to work? What are your listing streams? How are they layered? It's something I'm very passionate about. And if I can ever explain one thing to people about listing streams, it's that the number one thing that's best about it is when you get a good, consistent run of listings, you'll be able to choose your listings, not chase them. And that is the single biggest thing I want to drum in someone's head because it means you get the right fee, the right tools, the right marketing. And you know, I saw you really put up last night, and it's so true where I've actually walked away from 20 listings in the 10 weeks leading into Christmas. And here's the interesting thing. All 19 have not sold. Uh, 19 not sold, one is sold, and it went very, very cheap. So 19 from 20, we walked away from But here's the interesting thing. We've now listed three of those. So the second time around, they've gone, yeah, okay, you're right. And so I think people are so afraid to walk away from the listing if they're not getting in the right tools and the right terms. But a great agent once said around me, I'd rather turn you down than let you down. So having that stream means you can be able to pick and choose what you take on, on the right tools, but also the wrong listing becomes a liability. You know, so those signs an opportunity for the first two weeks and a liability for the next 10. Yeah, it, it, that's one of the big parts. And also with everything that happened to us last year, I wouldn't be going as well as we're going if I didn't have that constant stream of listings, whether it's past clients or whatever. Because I, I always joke, imagine if someone tied you up with your hands behind your back and muted you for 10 weeks so you couldn't go out and prospect. What would you do? 
And the reality is if you do get sick or if your office gets destroyed by flood or all the above, what's going to keep that stuff rolling in? So I, I think that's a really important thing to look at. So we've done a lot with our layering. And, you know, it's funny to that one hit, it didn't work. Everything that you do, you need to be able to quantify the return on investment on it, right? So having worked in advertising consulting before I worked in real estate, every time we did something, we had to sit in front of a client and go, okay, you spent 10 grand, but it yielded back X amount of leads, but yielded back 350 grand or 348. It was very dollar precise. Um, Coke are incredible to work with. You know, they, they've worked out that literally their sales dropped off a cliff at 32.4 degrees. So they bought Mount Franklin to get all the water sales because they real, and when they realized they were losing sales to Red Bull for caffeine, they went and got V, right? So you go look at that return investment, but what I find is funny and I hear it all the time. You say to agents, where do you get your listings from? And they'll go, Profile, which is a very, very broad encompassing word for, I don't really ask, right? And yes, profile is maybe the overarching thing, but where was your profile seen? What prompted them to call you? Or at the same time, referrals, I get referrals. Every time I hear an agent go, I'm a referral-based agent, I hear you do bugger all. <laughs> uh, yes, I might get a lot of referrals myself, but there's other things that go in with that, right? Or I'm a very lazy prospector. You need to have these things in the background, but when someone calls you up, and I think it was Howard Britton maybe that said this once. He said, you know, to go, hey, can I ask which one of my clients referred me to you? Now, the reality is probably six and ten times there, oh, it, was, it was X. Great. I just want to make sure I send them something. And on that, every time someone refers you, whether you get it or not, I hate agents that only give something to a client when they list a property, send them an Uber Eats voucher. It is the best gift in the world. Everyone loves a night after cooking. Right? Hey, thank you so much for putting me in the door, Janine. Really appreciate it. Have a night after cooking for me. And you know what that person thinks? Man, if I send five of these Tristan a week, I'm never cooking. <laughs> the kids can live whatever they want. Right? I have one client send me 14 presentations in one month, right? Like, you know, the calls are probably going, why have you got the grocery bill? But the point is that look after them when they send something through you. Not just forget it. You can't be greedy or selfish, right? It's not, because it's not their job to make sure you're good with stuff. But every time I do it, send it through. But the reason you ask that question about, hey, you know, can I ask you? Yeah, which one of my clients? The person goes, wow, that guy gets a lot of repeat business. Clearly, he's doing something right. Okay. But also, the ones that go, oh, no, I didn't, my, one of your clients didn't refer me. How did you hear about me? Bus sign, letterbox job, social media, whatever it is. Now, there's a couple of reasons why it's really important. One is that over the last 17 years, I've seen some things go up like that. I've seen other things go down like that. Sometimes at different times of the year, they work differently. Something you might have put out as a promo just didn't resonate with the market. You've got to be able to quantify what's working and what's not working. And if you put it down to, I'm a big deal and people ring me because I'm a big deal, you're an idiot. But also at the same time, you're going to lose the ability to really quantify when something works and when it doesn't. We changed one promo style up from A4 to fold to A5 over and it dropped the return on it by 85%. And I couldn't believe it. So they're like, that, something that simple broke the effectiveness. We went from getting over 30 listings to less than half a dozen. So yeah, it's simple but effective. So that layering factor is very, very, very big. But you've got to know when it comes in, how to catch it. So give me some specific streams that you're using. Like if I said, what's your top five off the top of your, top of your head? What's your top five? Social media for us. And what I mean by that is not posting to your page where your friends and your family follow you and all that kind of stuff. We do a lot of sponsored ads. Uh, not just for our properties. We have a huge amount of amazing deals and amazing prices come off social media for us when we do sponsored and targeted ads. But also, we do a lot with our social family to sell a property. We do a just sold, effectively, letter um, via social. And I found no one's got this right. Most agencies or brands are actually outsourcing it, which is insane in itself because then your outsourcing person can use your pixel or your data to retarget for someone else, which is 
crazy. Um, but the longer you do it, the more it works. We've been doing this for seven years, right? And I joke, it's a bit like my smoker. It gets better seasoning as time goes on. We've got seven years of back data where someone goes, come sell my house. Why? I've been watching results for seven years because Facebook will target that person as a priority when they've clicked and interacted with that app, right? And you can keep hitting that same audience over and over. What's fascinating is you're getting people who don't have phone numbers available. People who do not call, do not knock, do not letterbox, do not, do not talk to me. Facebook doesn't care. It just goes bang. And I have to go, well, yeah, but you won't get the older people with that. The second most active generation in the country on Facebook is baby boomers. The people that control 48.5% of the wealth. They're actually the most likely, this is from Nick from Facebook comments, the most likely to interact with a Facebook ad because they think it's vetted by the bloody Courier Mail editor. So they click through everything thinking it's a fully vetted article. They click baited, right? So it is very, very big. But what I like about it particularly is when we sell something, because we're so busy, we've got so much going on, a lot of agents will try and hotspot our results, which I always joke about because I used to do that to Andrew Dean at <laughs> Paddington and Andrew Dilly put a hit out on me at one point. So I was just quicker off the mark with the calls because he was so busy with 30 listings. He'd have time to do 100 calls in the street, but I'd be like all over it. And if he did make that phone call, they'd go, oh, your Tristan's already told me. So, you know, what I like about Facebook is you can go black and have 5,000 people see it in two days and not, not even us. With all of us out there prospecting it, we couldn't get it out there that quickly. So social media has been a strong one. What's number two? Huge. But what, what I find is that it layers very well. So when you're doing things like your um, uh, hard stuff like DLs, for example, right, like just sold deals, still work. We haven't done direct mail for a while and I've got to say it works in ebbs and flows right if you invest the stuff and whatnot it's very expensive these days I feel for anybody getting back in now I remember it was like 55 cents an envelope now you've got to take it a mortgage to send out a thousand right <laughs> but the thing is you can do your, your social media stuff to interstate as well people forget that right so you can target it but the hard copy stuff is not dead anybody that says it's dead has either done it very inconsistently people still love analog it's actually funny the millennials very analog which is quite funny People keep your stuff, right? So sending out your just sold deals, but it must be a good quality. None of this in-house printed crap. The cost of printing is so low comparatively to everything else still. I think we have 430 bucks. We get 3,500 of them, like it's stupidly cheap. Um, so just sold deals, just listed, not so much, but OFI invites. So getting people in from an open home point of view. You know, it's funny, people still come in and wave like, oh, hello, can you come, can I come and have a look at the property? This is my ticket. If that's not the definition of qualifying ROI, I don't know what is, right? Like, literally, thank you for letting me know, Martha. And yes, you may come in and I'll have the form six on the table, press hard three times. So, you know, it's, it's a really big one. But what I find is that this and everything else, people might get your DL, they see it great, and then they forget to call you, something comes up, they run out of the house, kids sick. But then when they see it on social, it's a really good direct point to get them to actually call to action because they might have lost your DL, but that just keeps appearing in their feed. Uh, Jerry Harvey, when I was doing advertising consulting, I got to meet him once, and he was at this talk, and someone said, what's the best marketing medium? And he went, all of them. And everyone went, what? And he went, all of them. And they went, oh, what do you mean? So they think of it like a symphony, right? He said, you might have the drums and the piano, and you might have the violins and the trumpets. He said, if I had to pick one, he goes, TV, it does everything. Color, sound, bang, boom, very high. It's extremely expensive. He said, but what I found is that if you have an ad in the TV, you know, new Apple iPad coming out, thousand bucks, blah, blah, blah. It tells them back to what it does, what it is, and that we've got it. Yes, but then they see it in the paper. And goes, guess what? Special on Apple iPad this week, and they see the catalog, and you might get some headphones thrown in. There's those two mediums, again, quite expensive, but they all work together. And he said, it tells them what it is. And they get in the car, and they're driving, and all of a sudden, you hear them oh, Harvey Norman sale this weekend. Don't forget, find it. And they go, oh, yep, that's right. And that's their call to action, which a lot of agents have never even heard the term call to action, right? 
And he said, what I found is I do it by itself. I might get three customers from a television ad. I do it with the catalogs in the paper. I might get seven. If I do it with the radio all combined, I might get 15. But he said, but if I did them all individually, they only get two or three each. He said, so it's about layering to get it to that critical mass. So hard copy deal, very important. Handwritten cards are a third one, which I think are really important. And people say to me, what do you mean a handwritten card? So many levels, whether it's an on-the-market property that is listed. And one thing I'll say with on-the-markets, I think a lot of agents get wrong. They get really bitchy. They get really snarky. And a great sales manager, Aaron Bongiorno, hello, Aaron, if you watch this, um, said to me, criticizing someone's current agent is a bit like criticizing the vendor because you're actually criticizing their judgment ability. Right, you employed this muppet. <laughs> You're an idiot. Well, no, they probably just got something. No, seriously, right? Like, what kind of idiot would employ them? Uh, me. Thank you. Doors there. Goodbye. Right. So, you know, and and I find a lot of people fiercely loyal. Right. People aren't really driven by the agent. Like I always joke, I will list properties to people who I absolutely inherently believe do not like me at a personal level. We wouldn't go down and have a beer together, but they love me when I get them a great outcome. Right. But if the outcome's not happening, our, our relationships can resolve very quick, uh, dissolve very quickly, right? So for me, it, the biggest question we ask is, can I help you? Hey, would you like a hand? You know, and the, most people just want a situation where the light is there, they can get out of the darkness. You know, I think I've got a plan where we can get your place back on the rails again. Can you give me a call, right? And then help them if you can help them. At the same time, you know, whether it's just, hey, I drove past your house today. It is the sexiest house on Pocalouche Street. If you ever think of selling it, I'd love to have a call. But even if I can just have a look give you an idea of what it's worth without stalking you. You know, when neighbours come through our open homes, what we write in our register, and I've got to say at open homes, it's a huge source of leads still. We don't use phones at open homes because people think you're playing on Instagram, right? Seriously, like people, people go, you're the only agent in our area that doesn't use a phone, right? Because no matter what you're doing, you just look like you're playing around, right? When you're on the register, we write DNS. We go, okay, DNS, because that do not stalk. And they laugh. And they go, well, we're not going to harass you. If you want to have an idea what your house is worth, that's cool, but we're not just going to go nuts after you because you came through an open home. People go, wow, this person, I might actually get them in because they're not going to ring every five minutes going, want a list, want a list, want a list, want a list. So those little simple cards like, hey, not going to stalk you, but we'd love to come and have a look at someone someday. You'd be amazed how many people will meet you. But your hit rate on your handwritten cards goes through the roof. Hey, I just wanted to let you know we sold this property. I will never understand the logic of doing 10,000 DLs and maybe getting four leads, but if you run a hundred cards, I guarantee you'd be busier than you can ever imagine. It's so simple, but it works very well. So the analog stuff does work. Plus, you can put your card in it as well. I think a lot of people forget you put your business card in it, and they will keep it. And uh, we've got on our the cards on the desk at the moment. We've got a QR code now, business card. So someone can scan it and just add you straight into their phone. A amount of people will do that blow my mind, and it's done then. Take us into another listing stream. One of the big ones for me, which I've been really got the hang of in the last year and a bit has been um, uh, Facebook community pages for the areas that you sell in. Now, most people who know me really well know money doesn't drive me, right? It'll be a good on you, Mr. $4 million fees, but it doesn't. Like, truly, I, I came from nothing as a kid. So, for me, as long as, you know, I've got something on the smoker and the Broncos are on the TV, not that really helps me much at the moment. It's been a pretty hard few years, but that and the kids are happy. That's all that really matters to me. So, I'd love to be able to give back to the community. Like there was a case just the other day where um, these people, and I know who they are because they sent this child to one of my kids' schools, but they picked up a girl, fostered her. It was one of their relatives, um, sent her to the primary school. She's now going to high school. And they put a post up, um, what would you go, laptop or iPad? Either way, we're really gagging at the idea of the price on it. We weren't expecting this because she's just started year seven. And, you know, so we're not sure what we're going to do. Maybe get a second-hand one and stuff like that. And we just reached out and said, we'll pay for it. Wow. Awesome. 
Someone who had nothing and would have been that kid that did miss out, right? Like twelve hundred bucks, but we actually got seventeen hundred dollar one for twelve hundred, right? But that kid who's probably just getting by at the moment starts school with a really shiny bright laptop, you know, and they're off and running. They're set now for the next six years, but people go, oh, it's a lot of money to spend. You think? I had nine people message me from that area going, man, none of the other agents ever do this stuff. You know, I will only ever sell through you. You always get back to community. You don't even think twice. You know, most of these properties are 1.5 houses that these people own, right? I, um, I just by chance, I was looking at the community Facebook in Aspley over Christmas and this lady put a post up saying, hey, um, anybody know where to get ham? All the hams are run out at Coles. And uh, I was on holidays at this point, and I just sorry I sent a message to the guys who already meet. Hello guys, and they said just grab your ham. And Mitch, who works there, to IC said you've literally got the last one, the big one. You know, do you want it done? And I sent a message saying, hey, I've already got it. It's paid for. Like it's yours. Merry Christmas, wife. She works as a paramedic at the ambulance house. Now I have a little girl's life to paramedics, right? And she said to me, you will get to sell every one of these people's houses because I took the whole leg of ham in and shared it with everybody in the, in the ambulance house. I can't believe you did that. And people are going, wow, I can't believe you did that. But it's 150 bucks here. It's 1200 bucks there. But the difference in fees and the biggest thing I like about it, and excuse the language warning here, it gives you a chance to show you're not an inherent shithead like 90% of the industry. Seriously, most of them are selfish and they don't do anything and they wouldn't shout up a shark for them. And while they're all doing boom, hashtag million dollar agent and trying to look the part online, which by the way, no one likes, you know, they're never giving back because they can't. They're either living skin or they're just too selfish. You know, no one cares about your 50 grand watch. I could not fathom buying a 50 grand watch. Like I'm literally not going to watch them. I, I, I watch them charge. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But I, I only have it so I can get emergencies on my phone. Uh, but the biggest thing is that, you know, just give back. And it doesn't have to be big. We, we have one with this lovely um, young lad at his bloody scooter stolen at the Whale Park. And while looking, I was looked up like 80 bucks. We're done, bang, boom. That lady came into our office to get it, took a photo, went back on the page. So we didn't post it and posted it. I can create six listings to that one bloody scooter. Like, forget deals. I just want to be like Santa Claus all day. And the best thing is people actually go, you're a nice guy. Yeah, I'm trying to do the right thing by people. I love being able to help out like that. So if you aren't giving to your community pages. Uh, Isaac put an office chair together for someone. And it was really funny. She was a tenant, but she put us in touch with the landlord and said, if you ever sell it, I want you to sell through these guys. I'll give them my cooperation. I mean, it's so simple, but those, those pages are amazing. Just be helpful. And you can display your knowledge too. Hey, I'm looking for a building inspector. Hey, I'm looking for a painter. Hey, what would you do in this scenario? I need a solicitor for a will. This is what I'd recommend. Tell them I sent you. You know, it's just little stuff. Tristan, tell us what you've done with Strata, because that's always been an interesting listing stream for you. What do you do there? Yeah, it's um, it's a very interesting one. It's funny, I'm crash coursing a couple of our new agents on this at the moment. Um, Strata is the single most amazing chance to display your finesse and skill as an agent before you have to do your job. And it's also probably the most underworked area. And it's also something that constantly creates opportunity. So if you learn a bit of technical skill in this and find a good lawyer, to learn off, I've got to say, I was very lucky. Uh, Paul Seaman, who wrote the curriculum for UQ Law, trained me in my first year. One of my friends got a job with him and said, do you want to learn with this guy? Yes, please. And so I run rings around a lot of lawyers in this space. Um, but the biggest thing with Strata is that most owners are not aware of what goes on in AGM because they're not there. Or they're probably, even with Zoom, like I'm amazed how many people don't get Zoomed into their own AGMs. It makes my head spin. So say to everybody, not just absentee owners, but owners alike, whether it's a handwritten card or whatever, hey, if you ever want me to be a proxy at the meeting, just let me know. Like you could literally Zoom nine owners in on your phone 
It's crazy now. Like this wasn't around when I was doing this. So there were blocks when I started in Interpilly, Twong, Turinga, St. Lucia. You could not touch me because I had half the body corporate on side with me. I was their proxy votes. I'd roll into a meeting. There'd be me and Giuseppe. And he'd go, one vote for the painting levy. And I'd go, bang, all aces. No, thanks. Um, there's eight of us saying no. And he'd go, oh, especially when it didn't need a painting levy. But the thing is that you can do multiple things. You can go, I used to go in and just vote down the, um, the sinking fund contributions because it wasn't necessary. And then I'd get all these emails going, well, I just saw you voted this because you're on the minutes, right? Like attendees, Tristan from Stone, right? And with your phone number, it's crazy. And people go, hey, mate, you just put $300 a quarter back in my pocket. Like, that just balanced out all these interest rate rises we've just had. You're a legend. Right? And it takes 20 minutes to turn up to these meetings. You can get pets approved. You can get, it, it, Future you will love past you, but you can set yourself up for success on your sales of these when they come on down the track, right? Plus, you know everybody in the body corporate, they'll normally appoint you as their agent when they go to manage it. Like, for my first year as a real estate agent, I think I did 11 sales in my first year. I lived on rental referrals. I was bringing 15 to 20 on a month just from getting the rentals across. So it's something as simple as, you know, one, understanding that AGMs can be a big source of business. Two, um, EGMs are really important. A lot of agents don't realize that you can call an EGM, so an extraordinary general meeting, which means we call an emergency general meeting in my opinion. But you, know, you can call an EGM to knock a big problem on the head or sort something out. Like I've had units over the years where I've gone, man, this place reeks. Like obviously you know, the, the dumpsters aren't being cleared out or whatever. This is going to kill me in two months' time when it comes to the market. 28 days notice, call an EGM. I guarantee you no one turns up. In all my time in doing the body one one meeting and probably 200 to an EGM, someone's actually turned up to it, right? And you just, it's insane, right? And put it like two o'clock on a Tuesday, see who turns up. You put them at school pickup time, you get no one but you. It's because you win by default. But you can put anything through you want it. Like, I don't want to deal with this bloody smell of these dumpster bins. So you'd go and do it and make a call to move them out of the way or change over whoever's doing the maintenance of the block. Get the gardens cleaned up, just, just basic stuff. It's really important. Like I just had a case over the last week where there is an actual um, uh, major defect on a building that they're going to rip out the ensuite of my property. The owner did not know. We were not aware. The body corporate hadn't given any details on it. Right now, we've been able to navigate around it. We're just going to replace the ensuite. But the point is, I said to the owner, did it come up with the AGM? He said, mate, I didn't go. And I sit there and I go, far out. you know. But the body corporate dropped the ball, don't get me wrong. But the point is that if you went, You'd be able to say, is there anything here? Or we can, I see this cost for an engineer's report. What's that for? Oh, a major defect. Well, that would have been good to know. Um, but I've got to say, particularly, you'd be able to get pet, through, pet approvals through. You just man not to go. And you become someone's agent before you are their agent. And that's probably the best saying I heard at the start of real estate is to be their agent before they need an agent. They're not going to go anywhere else. Well, Tristan Rowland, absolutely incredible information. And I was really looking forward to this segment on listing streams and I'm very very fortunate that you're joining us on next week's program as we discuss the words for price alignment but Tristan thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next week thank you mate